1: Betches media presents ha ha laugh funny mention it all a bravo by Betches podcast we don't say that but now we said it with dylan hafer on, check me and barry rosenfeld i need to start drinking alcohol now go to sleep wee.
0: hey everyone welcome back to the mention it all podcast i'm dylan hafer
1: and i'm barry rosenfeld
0: Happy Monday. You know what? Today's a good day because neither you nor I have been rested.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, we did not go to jail this weekend, so, well, Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we haven't actually talked about this weekend, so you don't know what I did, Barry. (laughs) No, um, I did not come into contact with any law enforcement this weekend.
1: I did spend a lot of my own money this weekend. That's what I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I I could have been red flagged at Louis Vuitton if I had spent a little more cash in a different place.
1: I, I do have to say, I do use my card at Louis Vuitton, but I um, <laughs> I found that out this week. That was a fun fact from this weekend. Because, even a fun fact for Heather to find that out. She didn't know that you could be red flagged either.
0: There were so many little tidbits in this episode of Salt Lake City because... You know, normally when we're talking about these episodes, if you know, if I'm, like, putting together the outline, it's like, okay, so we had this scene, this scene, this person's house, they went to dinner, they went to lunch, all of this stuff. This episode is really only the bus ride and then this kind of, like, first evening at the Vale House. Yeah. And we don't have – we get footage of Jen – Because of, like, you know, she's leaving the courthouse and all that stuff. But we don't hear from Jen at all this episode. So it's kind of like... It's this, like, immersive experience of getting to see these women go about their day after after learning this stuff.
1: It was... I don't know if fun is the right word last episode to like see the SWAT team and everyone show up because it was like, well, we've never seen that before. But this episode, there was one scene I think we could all agree on didn't need to be in the episode. And that was like the feds showing up through the ring doorbell at Jen's house. Like I just felt that was like that wasn't for like Real Housewives footage. It was like that was like serious.
0: (laughs) It was a little it was a little weird to me that they showed that just because that's not where Jen actually was. Like, they th- they arrested Jen, like, on the side of the road or whatever. So, like, if they had gotten the footage of Jen being arrested, you bet your ass I would want to see that. But, like, I don't necessarily need to see, like, her sons finding out that the feds are looking for her.
1: Yeah, like, that was that was not necessary for, like, Bravo television. <laughs> it's a bit like HBO, I should say.
0: <laughs> Same, yeah, like... Tuck that footage away for like a documentary, which yes. I think we're getting a documentary like next month.
1: Oh, oh my God. Um Like
0: I think um I think like A B C Hulu, whatever that did the Housewife and the Hustler, yeah. um, word on the street is that there's gonna be an uh, Jen uh Gen <laughs>
1: Spin-off. I'm laughing because this is so typical of like Bravo doing a spinoff of anything. So now I feel like Housewives. Instead of writing a book, they're gonna be like, "What can we do to like get arrested?" And then like, but like small, and then get like a spinoff. Hopefully
0: like not. The the like Atlanta season meeting. They're like, okay, so who here feels like dipping their toes into fraud? <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, that's what
0: maybe that's what New York needs because I feel like New York is like. Floundering Honestly, right now. And if yeah, if Ramona just like did something shady, you know? Honestly, if you dig far enough you could probably find it already there. I'm I'm assuming. But
1: anyway, this this episode was very interesting because i know we usually like not complain but you know those episodes where it's like only at one place or it's like only dinner like we're like oh Oh, i wish there was something more but this was very cool and we were finding it out kind of in like real time because we love a good time stamp on the episode throughout the episode and like where they are in their road trip it was it reminded me of an episode
0: it felt like an episode of 24 <laughs> they're like, they're like the CS- 15,
1: Yes, the music. 1 like the PM,
0: thistle, Utah, and it's just like I loved that they put like random Utah town names, and it's like they're just driving.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're I don't like, know where they are. Like, come on, <laughs> at least show the map. But I did find it funny when all the women were telling Heather like just leave it a lot like not to, but she ended up calling and texting Jen anyway, and oh they showed God. the text. Hey, babe, like the feds are here. Your- They want to see if you're okay. (laughs) They just want
0: to make sure... I Okay, I like... Obviously, we are just at the beginning of this journey with Jen on the show. But based on what we've seen in real life, and then on the episode last night, it's like a little alarming to me how supportive Heather is being of Jen. And I would understand Mm -hmm. if maybe she was like okay, I'm going to more stay neutral. Like we don't know innocent until proven guilty. Like that all I think is valid, but it's like right off the bat, her, her like instincts are so on the side of Jen's my girl. She's going to be fine. And it's like, but, but do you want her to be your girl? If she actually I, did I this? Like
1: I, I love Heather and I think she's a great person, but sometimes I think she's a bit like too Na- like, naive, is naive the right word? Like, I don't know, because I think she's a smart woman, the, but I feel like she just gives too many people the benefit of the doubt that what that Jen's, and Jen's and,
0: friendship juice is still, you know, coursing through like, her veins.
1: Heather, no one's judging you for making the right decision and not wanting to be close with Jen. We're
0: actually judging yeah. you for the opposite reason. Right. <laughs> and I think we saw that on Beverly Hills with the Erica stuff when all of these women, besides Sutton for the most part, were you know, really sticking by Erica and, you know, wanting to give her all of this grace and all of that. And I think there might have been sort of a miscalculation among them with how the audience was going to react. Um, And, you know, Sutton kind of ended up being the fan favorite, at least when it came to how the Erica stuff was happening. And I feel like with the Jen stuff, it's even more cut and dry in a way because Jen is the one being charged with these crimes Mm -hmm. and it's not a question with Erica the whole thing is so much more up in the air because it's like what did she know Mm -hmm. what could she have done that kind of thing whereas this it's like you did the crime like it's your crime allegedly Um, so yeah I mean I think with and you see basically all of the other women and I mean Heather too she for to her credit she isn't They're all basically realizing that they had suspicions or things didn't add up or Jen, you know, has been sort of shady, whether it's with her business or in other ways. Like Heather tells the story about calling an Uber for Jen and then Mm. her like getting out on the side of the... Super random. But I thought it was crazy to see how Meredith, when she found out, had basically no reaction. Not even like a, not even like a, wow, I'm shocked. It was like a, "Uh uh-huh.
1: Okay. When I was watching that, because I remember saying this about Jen, like the first episode we met her, literally that something just wasn't making sense. Yeah. And I don't know her on a personal level and Meredith does. So for her finding that out, yeah, would I maybe have like blinked a little bit and showed like some, uh, expression maybe but like she really wasn't surprised i think she probably was like something's gonna come to a head because like you can't keep up this lifestyle much longer i don't she obviously didn't know details but yeah i would show like i don't think she like she's like upset or whatever but yeah she should have been like wow that that i i mean that's crazy but she didn't even say that but, I, I mean literally... it's not that shocking <laughs> like it's... i had
0: i was watching the episode on my computer like taking screenshots and stuff and i literally had the like screenshot window open because I was like, I need to get Meredith's like, oh, my gosh, I'm shocked face. And right. there wasn't a shocked face. It just was like,
1: oh. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's so funny, though. When when. OK, what's not shocking here? Let's break that down. What's not shocking. shocking? It's shocking is that she got in trouble for something to do with money because her lifestyle didn't add up. What is shocking is the way she went about it and who her who she was going after. Like that. Yes. Is.
0: And what is shocking is that the beauty lab parking lot got stormed on a Tuesday morning when they were on the bus (laughs) to bail. Like the, the, just because the overall big picture isn't like, is kind of what you expected. I don't think anybody expected like when, you know, Lisa and Jenny sat down on the bus that morning that it was going to be like, where is Ms. Shaw? Um, and uh, it, and as evidenced by the fact that these women are, like, ready for a road trip, mm-hmm. you see Heather has a would-you-rather game book, like, tucked in a bag, which I think is just the funniest thing. Jen and
1: happened to be the one that brought the snacks.
0: They have a lot of snacks on this bus. We got a few different shots. Jenny immediately is going through Good for her. her bag. Jen, Lisa takes a lollipop. She also tweeted about eating Milano cookies, which now now I'm craving. There's, like... <laughs> There's like Cheetos on the bunch at one point. Like there, there are a lot of snacks on like the bus. I was It looked like they went to impressed. a movie theater.
1: Like it looked like they went to yeah. a movie theater and went. To, that was the only thing surround around, and they bought all the snacks and brought them back on the bus.
0: And I it is like of a that. six hour drive, so yeah. I respect that because it's not just like a quick little trip. But, um, yeah, I have to say. Watching them all find this out in real time on the bus, because obviously Jen left and then they still didn't know what was going on. When they get the charges coming through, that was such an intense moment because whether or not you think Jen is like the worst person on the planet, you know, all of this stuff, these women are friends with her, friendly with her at least, in the same group. She was supposed to come on vacation with them and... For them to be getting this news, it's right. like, that's really intense. And you see Lisa, Lisa's getting emotional. Heather's getting emotional. Like, I don't think you can put yourself in the shoes mm-hmm. of that situation because I saw some people that were like, why are they so? like, why is Lisa upset for like, why does she feel bad? And it's like, because it's like just a fucking wild thing to happen.
1: Correct. To someone that you literally were with five minutes prior, like not even someone like, you know, like you were with her, you saw it. So it is it 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 was at first I was like, why I feel the only thing I was questioning is that they kept being like, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. And I was like, why the fuck do you feel bad? Like she did this. But then it was like, obviously more for her family. The whole situation was going on. But like, it's just different because like you chose to do this. So it is intense. But I do want to. Okay, so there's some there's a topic I would like to discuss. Lay it on me, because there were two different situations happening on the bus, and I know kind of know how I feel, but Whitney and Lisa, I thought right off the bat, and then fast forward we saw Heather and Whitney talking about her behavior. But before that scene even happened, I thought that Lisa's behavior was very bizarre, very bizarre. I thought the things she was <laughs> saying doing. The people she was calling, the questions she was asking. I just thought it was a little off for what, for her, and also for what was happening. And then, like, later on, when you saw the two others, like, discussing it, I was like, okay, so I'm not like crazy. Like, it really was weird. So I didn't, I wanted to know how you felt about that. If you also noticed or.
0: Yeah. So, first of all, I don't think there's anything weird about contacting lawyers. No, I thought the amount of lawyers she contacted was weird. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Lisa Barlow has six lawyers on retainer is just...
1: I think you should call your lawyer, but six? A little
0: weird. Yeah. Um, We have six on payroll. (laughs) I noticed in one of... It might have been in a confessional. Lisa, like, very clearly was like, I'm not involved in business with Jen. Like, I don't know anything about her business. And there had been a rumor a few months ago, maybe... That, you know, somebody was saying basically that Lisa had some sort of business tie with Jen. Uh-huh. So that, like, if that were true, she could be more involved, you know, implicated, whatever, mm-hmm. in the whole situation. I don't know if that's true. I mean, as we'll talk about with Potomac, the blogs can write anything they want. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do think Lisa is one of those people where she always wants to be an expert on whatever is going on and Mm -hmm. she's going to act like, like, whether or not the situation concerns her, she's going to go into this, like, boss mode where she's like, no, like, I need to call all my lawyers. I know blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, that, when this, you know, when somebody gets arrested for fraud, that means prison. Like, she is going to, she's always going to go into that kind of, like, annoying mode where it's like, no 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 I'm gonna explain to you what's going on right now whereas Whitney I would not really expect that so much from Whitney but she has the whole rundown so that on was the other thing I wanted how telemarketing fraud works how money laundering works what kind of businesses are ideal for washing money and it's like I mean it's not like you it's not like you can't know about these things without being involved in them but it just was like it caught me off guard because I was like Okay, I know we're going to have to get some sort of explanation Mm -hmm. on the show of what Jen did. Like, they always do that where somebody kind of is the narrator, but I was not prepared for Whitney coming out of the gate with a sort of detailed understanding of how this stuff works.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like we watched Whitney in the moment connect the dots of what was happening.
0: in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And then, of course, Lisa almost was getting annoyed at Whitney playing Nancy Drew. Because, because of
1: exactly what you just said, Lisa wants right. to be the one Lisa in wants to be
0: the one sort of like giving everyone the rundown. yes. it's like a game of clue. Jen is not in the library with the lead list, but I'm in the lounge with the Vina tequila. <laughs> she's
1: listen, she's good at marketing. she's good at marketing. That's all I can say. but even I
0: wait I feel a little weird for Jenny. Just because she is still new to this group, she doesn't know everyone super well. So I feel like for half of this bus ride, she's just kind of like, "Okay, what do we do now? Okay, cool. What's happened? There's a lot going on, huh?"
1: Sitting at one point, she goes, "I don't have the article, so I don't know what it says." And I was like, "So fucking <laughs> Google it, Jenny! Like, pick she's up your like, phone." She's like, "I'm not on this
0: text." <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you literally just Google it. It's fine, but uh, I love when Heather was like, "Wait for the body to at least get cold," and then they're like, "Do you want a lollipop?" She's like, "Yeah, I love a good
0: lolly." That's that's fine. <laughs> um Okay, so let's pivot to this house in Vale, where Meredith arrives. It's a beautiful house Gorge. first of all. Looks this like it's on a
1: main of, road, a bit of a main road, which from the angle. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Like I don't know about the the outside, but the interior looks lovely. There's Gorgeous. enough bedrooms for everyone. Even if Jen had arrived, there would have been enough bedrooms for everyone, which we love to see. Um well, I yes,
1: we love a house on a trip that can accommodate everyone on the trip. <laughs>
0: Okay, the thing for me with Meredith is that I don't necessarily think she actually had anything to do with Jen being arrested. I mean, these federal investigations are extremely, you know, comprehensive, whatever, but I think it is incredible how she got this news and then she popped that champagne and got herself in the bubble bath. This woman is celebrating. (laughs)
1: Very nonchalantly. But I do have to say, if that was you in Meredith's shoes, what were you supposed to do? Like, sit around and weep next to the fireplace? You know, take (laughs)
0: advantage. I probably would have, like, watched a movie. I'm not a huge bath person. But I I don't begrudge her having a little me time. It it is funny, though, that she is, like, still naked in the tub when all of... (laughs) When all of the other women arrive, it's like, okay, maybe maybe when Mary gets there, you weren't quite ready. You and Mary have your conversation. And then you get out of the tub. Right.
1: <laughs> we that's, It was almost like she had it planned in her head that she wanted to, like, show the women, But she was, like, very pruney probably at that point. Because she was like, oh shit, God. I'm in here for longer than expected. Um <laughs>
0: She's like, this is the longest I've ever been in a tub.
1: Wait, also, side note, back to Beauty Lab. There. Uh, this. I want to just, like, note everything Heather said throughout this episode. She was like, wait, were oh. they here? Like, were they just going to go ahead and, like, arrest her? Like, could they do that? And the, well, the other girls were like, Heather, why do you think they were here? Like, they didn't just fly here to, like, greet her and actually make sure
0: she was okay. Like, I know. they were going the way to arrest she, her. <laughs> the way she takes everything at face value...
1: And when what she said, everything she knows about
0: everything she knows about money laundering, she learned from watching Ozark, which kind of relatable. I don't watch Ozark, but I feel Uh, like we all have TV shows like that where it's like, oh, yeah, I know about legal procedure because I watched (laughs) The Good Wife.
1: (laughs) Well, they kept re- they kept referring to CSI, and I was like, not the same. But anyway, she she <laughs> she picked a room because the window was wasn't a high jump. If they get like seized, then they could get. I was like, but she's so serious, but she's it's so funny. Feds! She's like. <laughs> If anyone else said that like I what need to that was way too soon Heather way too soon.
0: I was like, "Well, well it's funny because Heather worked out perfectly. The, Heather's the one who's the most team Gen, yet she still can't actually like hold it together and not make jokes. I did appreciate though given the heavy circumstances, this was probably the least dramatic room selection we've ever had on Housewives. They were just all like, "Okay y'all, yeah, go take my room." Sounds good. Of course, you saw Mary do like a belly flop on the bed. She's like,
1: this is like a board and like falls forward.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, Mary Cosby had a great episode. She was really entertaining me. I thought that the scene with Meredith in the tub, we had seen the first probably half of it before. And it just is so good. And then when she says, do you think Jen could be innocent? And... Meredith's like, they like yeah, yeah, she could be innocent. And Mary, that face.
1: scene of Ma- Meredith in the tub and Mary in the doorway. It was so, I think it was like 10 minutes long of the episode. It was so hectic for me it, because I was like, do they know something? Like, are they talking in code? Like, they are both celebrating softly, but like, they're both are like, what? I don't, I don't know what Mary's like, uh, I, Meredith, I can't, I can't even keep a, straight. like, I don't even know. And I was like, is this, at, what is happening here? The whole, and the whole conversation.
0: Time, the whole time Mary never crosses the threshold into the bathroom. She's just <laughs> perched in the doorway on the other I'm a bit room.
1: nervous because of how she's been thus far with, with group scenes. So this is a trip and I'm, I am
0: nervous. Totally. I actually was, I was thinking about that when we get to the dinner. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a little, little strange girl. to see. Sorry, I just had to spit that out
1: what i go little girl because it's been like haunting me
0: um mary is kind of the first one downstairs for dinner and she's when she hears heather and whitney coming she's like is this some ladies and it's like it's weird to even have mary in this kind of group trip dynamic we haven't seen it before i mean they've only been on one trip as a cast to vegas last year um and so I am really curious to see kind of how Mary handles this. Obviously, we only get to the first dinner on this episode. And so, you know, we'll have a few more days of the trip where they're, I'm assuming, doing activities and stuff. But um, it is kind of funny to see, like, Mary in a house with all these women.
1: I know. Did you notice? I'm sure they uh, she had luggage, obviously. But did you notice the guy helping her was carrying her one Louis Vuitton bag, her handbag? I was like, she is, she thinks she is royalty, this woman. It's great.
0: She does. And we have to mention. I can't. We get get the obligatory scene of all the women calling their partners and kind of debriefing on the day. And God bless the editors showing us that Robert Sr. is in Mary's phone as dad. I am so glad that I was not looking at my phone at that moment. And I saw that and I was like, hold up, what? Huh? I do. Okay. My best guess on Please share. this is that at some point, Robert Jr. Was her dad? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's Robert Jr.'s fault that it says dad in her phone. I think that either his contacts were like imported to Mary's phone or maybe he put in contacts for Mary. I don't know like the details. But if I had to guess, I think that Robert Jr. is the reason that he's in the phone as dad. I don't think Mary, I don't know.
1: I cannot come up with an ex- reason, so I'm going to go with yours and we can just put the blame on Robert Jr. That is
0: Or funny. I did see a couple people say that they have kids and sometimes when you have kids, you just kind of say like, oh, dad is going to be here. But then, but you wouldn't put it no. in your phone yeah. like no. that. No. That's something nope. you say when you're talking to your kids. Right. Yeah. Not. <laughs> it, just, it just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. If it's we so tried funny. to, if we tried to get to the bottom of Mary Cosby, we would be recording for two years.
1: We could have a special. We could make a documentary special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the housewife and the.
1: And, and <laughs> let me just say, because... The housewife le- and the heaven... <laughs> I, I don't even know. Heaven seeker. Last week, last week when I was like, I've, I I just don't like Mary. I felt like that was a bit... I, I don't... I, I don't not like her. I just don't like her. I don't know. This episode, she was fine. I'm scared for next week. So I, I don't know. I'm keeping my, my
0: mind open for right now. I'm a little nervous to see how Jenny and Mary are going to... Yeah. Handle each other. Jenny's a bit frisky. I know. And I think, obviously, in this episode, it's totally on the back burner because they have the Jen stuff to talk about. But I just think Mary is one of those people where she doesn't... She doesn't, like, see things or handle things the way other people do Mm -hmm. or maybe sort of, like, rationally. And so I just feel when I think about if Mary and Jenny are to like sit down and have a conversation with each other, I don't think Mary is somebody who is going to have a normal person to person conversation and be understanding and forgiving and accepting. I feel like she, we haven't really seen her be able to do that with someone. So she said
1: she forgot Jenny was even coming. So I think she like truly is not even acknowledging the fact that they're (laughs) Like, I know. not on good terms, which is sad because, like, you need to, like, move past your problems and work things out, especially if, like, you're on a show together, but it's fine, whatever. But th- this last, like, scene at this dinner was very, like, weird also because of the things we're finding out each of them know but have never shared before about Jen.
0: Right. And it's <laughs> things – it's sort of these random anecdotes about Jen – You know, doing something shady or saying something weird and none of it. I feel like it's the kind of thing where these individual stories might be kind of red flags or kind of strange, but you can't put your finger on it. And then when you start to add up this whole picture of, okay, well, Heather had this weird experience and Meredith this thing happened at the store and then Lisa or somebody heard that she was red flagged at Louis Vuitton and, you know, we never could quite figure out how she paid for everything that she paid for. Mm -hmm. It really is the kind of thing where everybody has their one little red flag and then when you start to bring them together, you get a more complete picture of, oh, this person is really sketchy. Yeah,
1: I... Felt like I wanted a little more detail about like the getting out of the side of the road. I felt like that was bizarre because why I, I don't know. I just that didn't make sense, but I think exactly like they were just sharing little tidbits. But then Lisa apparently does know something and we'll find out
0: more. I hope next week. The side of the road thing that felt to me like most of them knew what was being referenced, but they didn't want to say it on camera. And so they kind of had that moment where it was like, okay, you know, okay, okay, right, right, right. We think it's, we all are on the same page. And I would assume, it seems like they're talking about Jen having an affair or something, I guess. I
1: think so. That's like the only other thing, but it's funny how like they all, yeah, like they all seem to know. Meanwhile, we haven't seen that in any of the blogs.
0: I gotta say, if you're gonna do something shady, call your own Uber. <laughs> you're yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna do something that is gonna make people ask questions, don't do it when the Uber trip is on somebody else's account.
1: Yeah, and but but that is where Heather was being a really good friend. She's never not, but she was like checking to see if she got home. Right. So like, hello, have you never been on the app before? It's a map. Right. You
0: can see. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like it's not that weird to go through your trip history. Um, But this Meredith thing at the store. So it was, you know, Meredith got a call. It was around Thanksgiving um, that Jen and her, you know, posse of assistants or whoever, the Shaw Squad had had the store like specially opened for them. They were there you know she bought some stuff and then this handbag had disappeared this green python clutch which funny enough is the exact same description of the bag that Ramona's 50 close friends bought her wait but for also her of course
1: Lisa was like i have it it's really cute i have it in a few colors yeah. it's adorable it is it's a it's a cute little bag Love it. it's a
0: good clutch good clutch um
1: but you have to pay for it though
0: yeah i guess you could borrow it but not without permission correct i actually thought Meredith um Meredith handled that really tactfully where she told her employee, yes. you know, just just reach out and say, "Hey, did you borrow something?" And Cuz like the we have footage yes. of
1: we have footage of you borrowing it.
0: <laughs> the fact that they had the security footage and I showed know. it of the Meredith Mark store and you can see Jen and whoever, you know, milling around in the store from 6 months ago. I'm like, "Okay, come on, receipts."
1: And they even showed the person bringing it back. I was like, "This is this is like the Law & Order. We're naming every show right now, but Law & Order, <laughs> CSI, Crossover that like we need for these ratings.
0: And I th- I think Meredith, I think it's easy to kind of be, oh, Meredith Meredith hates Jen. She called the feds. Ha ha ha. Like whatever. But I think we. it's easy to forget that Meredith really did have a history with Jen before the show even started. And I think... It really seems like in the last two years since they got on the show, Jen has kind of treated Meredith and her family like shit. And this is, I feel like this, um, this stealing thing is kind of the, the like clearest representation of, okay, so, okay, maybe you treated me poorly. Maybe you talked about my family, but now you're coming into my store and somebody who you employ is stealing something, and then it doesn't even seem like Jen really disciplined that person or got rid of them or apologized. It was... I understood why Meredith was so mm-hmm. put off by that.
1: It would also be one thing if Jen wasn't there. Not not saying it's okay, but it would, for their friendship. But Jen was there when the person... Like, she was in right. the film. Right. Ste- even the feeling? Jen-
0: like. Even if Jen wasn't involved in the theft, she was fully present for it, and there's no way she didn't know that it happened. I mean, she right. says it didn't happen on Twitter. She's very... Everything is a lie. These women are all just spewing okay. lies, and it's like, okay, we can, can I just, we can debate specific points. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. think everything is a lie.
1: Can I just say that I know they people are like, oh, Erica Jane should, like chill with her Instagram, etc. with what's going on. Je- Has anyone told Jen to, like, maybe stay off social media? I think that's a lot worse. Like, what she's, she's, like, interviewing.
0: Yeah, and Jen, so Erica, I think the issue is more that people feel her posts are in poor taste. Sense- because of- yes. Right, because of what, the victims and things like that. Whereas Jen is fully just. Getting pressed. Right. And and Erica, for the most part, isn't talking about her situation on Instagram, whereas Jen has no issue being like, it's all lies, bullshit, I'm innocent, these ladies are haters, all this stuff. She's like retweeting people who are calling out the other women. It is, you know, I think both of them could stand to be a little less active on social media these days talk about
1: social media managers
0: but with (laughs) with jen it specifically is like you are going to trial on felony charges in a few months like you gotta you gotta rein it in real yeah maybe like maybe you should not be on twitter period right now by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's IBOTTA in the Google Player App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly
1: game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One
0: woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Let's talk about Potomac. I feel like we can are going to be pretty quick about this reunion, but... I I like part 2. we still two, but have
1: two more parts after tonight. I know, so exactly. <laughs>
0: if it was if today was the last part, I would feel bad that we talked so long about Salt Lake City, but like priorities. Right. Um I did enjoy this part I think more than part 1. Um mm-hmm. and I um I I feel like Candace is just in a weird spot where I respect. I think she brings a lot to the show, but it's hard mm-hmm. to see somebody so unwilling to accept when they are wrong and maybe show just a little bit of growth.
1: She said, I am aware of myself. None of you are aware of yourselves. And it's like, no, no. If it's it's you and then like five others are in the right, I think you need to like, look, they're all like, gently, they kept saying like big sister. They all kept being like, listen like even on the side of anxiety and she just wasn't taking the advice she wasn't getting it she wa- She didn't want to listen
0: right Which. her whole her whole defense is basically I'm doing it better than any of these people and if they can't keep up with me that's their fault Um, you know if they can't handle my digs it's because my digs are too good not because <laughs> you know and she sees that as a good thing good not as like this a ego I mean right and You know, I liked what Wendy said to her when they were backstage where she's like, I'm in the gutter with everyone else. And Wendy says, your gutter is everyone else's hell.
1: That is (laughs) that type of housewife line. Where'd you think of that? Like how?
0: (laughs) I think Candace does have a point when she talks about other women on the show have said body shaming stuff too. That is absolutely true. You know, other women have said, Things that were below the belt. It's not like she's the only one who's ever said something not nice. But I think with her, it's like the way she goes about these conflicts and the way she's so. She just never lets anything go. If you look, everyone else in this group, for the most part, can sort of argue with each other, have their moments, make up a little bit, fight a little bit. Whereas with Candace, it just is so, it's always so intense.
1: Right, and in that backstage conversation when she was like, I said that about her mom, I could have gone mm-hmm. further in. You're not getting the point. You shouldn't even have said that. And you're now thinking that you could have been even meaner about it. Like, I mean, it was funny too when she compared, she was like, you too," about like Giselle and Karen and they were like, no, no, we know our game. Like, we're good. Like, you, what you say is even worse. Like, they were, I don't know, she just like, what what do you do to move past something like that? Is what I want to know because this happened last season. Monique's no longer on the show, and then she's also continuing to do this behavior. And I don't know. It's just, are we gonna just continue seeing this? She's fighting with everyone, and we know what happens when that one housewife fights with everyone.
0: I don't. Yeah, know. and her, they get into her stuff with Ashley a little bit on this episode, and I think that's interesting because. All of her issues with Ashley essentially are over. It all goes back to last season when Ashley wrote that statement for Monique. Yeah. And I get that Candace is still hurt by that, whatever. I don't think Ashley has really owned that in the way that she should. But I still think it's like, okay, we're a whole season later. If you're going to keep fighting, fight about something new.
1: And the fact that they didn't bring that up, what they're fighting about last night, the entire season was kind of just very random to me. Like they didn't talk about that the entire season. But I do have to say, I I agree she didn't own it. Um, She kind of brushed it off. But she did say or somewhat apologize last night that she didn't mean for that. She didn't know by her doing that was actually going to like hurt Candace. So she was like, I regret doing that in a way that it hurt Candace, but, like, she doesn't regret doing it, but...
0: I think Candace... that's kind of where, like, I feel like that's not owning it, because it's, no, like, how, no. how, how didn't you think that would hurt Candace? You're writing a witness statement, A, for a thing you didn't even witness, B, that's <laughs> saying that Monique was the correct party. Overall, I mean, then, you know, I think it was a little bit... It was tough then when Candace brought up the the issue of colorism. We talked about that on last season's reunion and I think it's again that's a conversation where that is an important topic and I think it's a little I think it's a little silly for Ashley to just be like that doesn't exist in this group, but at the same because I think it does and I've seen, you know, perspectives of black women online and things like that. And their evaluation of the show is like, I see colorism existing in this group. Mm -hmm. But I think it's hard because nobody at this reunion seems to be really capable of actually having that conversation. So even though it is a valid issue, when Candace brings it up in kind of response to some other petty drama that's going on, it's like... That's not actually going to be productive right now in this space. And so it's uh, and then, you know, Ashley's saying that she never, you know, Candace is saying that she never said the slave comment. And it's like all of this stuff. And it just is feels like we're going in circles with these two.
1: Yeah, she did say, though, that she's not she can't like, like, again, typical, like she can she can forgive, but she can't forget, you know, so she just can't. (laughs) yeah it's use that phrase in like not every single (laughs) reunion
0: it's funny for them to be like oh well andy like we can have fun with each other all of this stuff and i'm sort of thinking can you i feel just because you can physically be in the same room doesn't mean that you are not sort of making things awkward for people
1: right like they showed a a picture of them like at fashion week i was like oh okay besties that's cute um, fun fact: I did not know that hot box equals an STD.
0: This is your tossing the salad moment.
1: <laughs> because I knew what tossing the salad was.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't think it's something that well, it's educational, so I think people time, should know. That's <laughs> I'm true. That's that. true. I did. I just love seeing Giselle and Karen sort of recognized as the queens of this show, because I think they totally are. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about Candace and Ashley, maybe getting together, being able to move forward. I wish they could have a relationship more like Karen and Giselle, where you know that they respect each other. You know that deep down they wish each other the best, but they also fight like sisters and they have, you know, this, entrenched like frenemy relationship and i think that it's just the best tv and i feel like they could go on for 50 seasons and it would never you know they would keep having this back and forth and isn't that
1: sad though for some people because they don't get along slash you know they're working on it but like what if Candace at one point was like, "I why can't that be me and Ashley, you know? But it's just like, it's like just the dynamic. It's a natural dynamic between people. And it's just like, some people have it, some people don't. And unfortunately for you, Candace, you don't have that with Ashley. Like her nice thing, right, she's you- like, Ashley's fun. I've <laughs> always like, said she's smiling. a fun girl. <laughs> But Giselle and Karen giving each other a hug, but you could tell it was so fucking awkward. Karen was not about to get up, but she was like,
0: okay. (laughs) You moved first. (laughs) I did did just want to mention, um, we briefly see Ms. Escala at the beginning of this episode. She says her one little thing about um, Mia's tweets about her, and then she's promptly invited to leave the stage. I thought it was a little weird... Like, there was no reason that she couldn't have just hung out for a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> that? Yes. Exa- I, I think it was Wendy. Someone, wh- when she was leaving, they're like, you flew her in so she can say two lines?
0: That was Mia. Yeah. Oh, Mia. She's like,
1: you brought her all the way down here. <laughs> also, when Mia was like, can I see those? And Neskala was like, please do. Like, looking at receipts. And Candace was like, why are you reading them? Like, you aren't the one who wrote them. But maybe she was just needed a refresh. She needed to just see where what she was talking about.
0: The whole concept of Mia and her social media manager is just, oh, Mia. She go.
1: she was saying we're very close, we're like the same person. She, she needs to have the same thoughts as me. I was like, wait, what, so what did you fucking clone someone to run your social media? <laughs> like, what is right, that And mean? they're
0: talking about how she's tweeting things, like details about these women that a random person running her social media wouldn't know. Also, that these tweets about Escala are at like seven a.m. And I remember the day that she tweeted that stuff because I woke up at like eight thirty, probably went on my phone, and the first thing I saw was these tweets. And it's like, what are you? What is happening? Mia and Escala aren't even fighting on the show.
1: Who do you think is worse on Twitter, Candice or Mia?
0: Um, I think currently Mia is a lot messier, but I think the things that Candace has said in the past are way more out of line and offensive. But but if I was saying currently, I think Candace has reformed her Twitter behavior. A right. Little bit. I think
1: Andy has now called them both a disaster on Twitter, which
0: Yes, which is true. They both are yeah. deserving of that label. Um <laughs> I I do get the feeling based on this reunion um, that Ascala may not be back next season.
1: I I know Whatever. I had that thought, but I was like, or maybe, like they will because of the. Fe- I don't. It, yeah, it kind of left me guessing. I just feel too. like if they
0: were if they were vibing with her in that way, why not just keep her out for you know two thirds of the reunion and then send her away before the end.
1: Totally, and it literally goes back to what we've been saying the whole season. Every time she's been on an episode, it's like she's just there because they need they needed like a little like um, yeah. but wasn't fully involved. And that's exactly what she was on the reunion too. Damn, <sighs> I said I wanted her on next season. Whatever, it's fine.
0: <laughs> it is what it uh, is. <laughs> any any of I feel like I'm like exhausted.
1: Was there was there any Bravo? Um, Like drama, anything that happened over the weekend. I don't think so. I think this was a clean, not really. We had Paris
0: Paris's wedding, so the the sisters Richards were busy. Um, She uh, loved, and we got the she did. She looked great. We got the OC trailer since the last time we spoke, which I am excited for. I think it looks great.
1: Um, Oh, now Portia's commercial. There's commercials for Portia's show now. So
0: Portia's thing starts in like two weeks. I guess when Potomac is over probably is when Portia's show starts. And then we've got um, OC starting on December 1st, which I'm excited for, for sure.
1: New month, new show. It's like timed out perfect. New show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we will be back. Don't you worry. Of course. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Batches. Check out our merch collection, Batches Co. Off the shelf, Batches Slash Bravo Merch. Get your Bravo Legal Team stuff if you are if you're feeling like Whitney and want to in- investigate Joan's business.
1: I think the amount of people now I will not share who have this and who have bought this is like overwhelming to me. It's an amazing feeling. We are growing really, our Bravo a, Legal Team. It's a big team. team. It's a big team, but never big enough. <laughs> Yeah, so join our team, please.
0: Oh, my God. And, you know, just be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool.
1: Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. batches